everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today, Alex and I are going to shrink ourselves down <laughs> and land on our individual land countries, I guess, uh, and defend them against onslaughts of our opponents and uh, who knows what else in the game, Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Not I'm curious why defenders. we had to shrink. Why did we have to shrink ourselves down first? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's true. I guess we'll just uh, be overlords looking over God mode, uh, God view over our kingdoms as the caretakers. Um, and uh, yes, so this is a game made by, of course, in the Tiny Epic series of games. It is made by Scott Alms. He is uh, the designer responsible for all of this Tiny Epic. So this insanity that's been going on the last several years. And I believe, I believe Tiny Epic Kingdoms was the first game in the Tiny Epic series, if I'm not correct. It's 2014, and I believe that is the first game that launched. Uh, Galaxies launched soon after, and Defenders launched soon after, but I believe this was the first one. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, this is considered or uh, labeled as a 4X game. So that is pretty cool, and I think it actually lives up to that label. So, uh, Alex, you want to run through how, how do we play this this bad boy? Sure. Do you know what 4X stands for? Yes, four times. Four times, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a game they have to play four times. Uh, yep, play four times in a row, that's how it's done. Yep. Uh, I had to look it up because I always forget. I'm just like, yeah, I, uh, I always forget too. I know it's like exploration, expand, it's explore, and then I forget expand, everything else. Ex, yeah, exploit and exterminate. And then I'm just like, well, isn't exploring and expanding the same thing? Exactly. It's redundant. Exploiting and exterminating are pretty close, man. I don't know. <laughs> 2X at best. <laughs> yeah. God, you're really trying to pad that one out. Yeah. <clears throat> And they're not even X isn't right. even the first letter, so come on. Should be four yeah, E. It's E's. It's yeah, four E's. It should be four E's. Four or four E X. There four, we go. That's even better. Yeah, four X. Yeah, four E. But you have to write the E in before the X. You have to enunciate the first E. Four <laughs> X. That sounded bad. All right. Uh, <laughs> I can see why they don't do it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, how to play this game. Uh, basically, what's going to happen is uh, everyone's going to start with their own little uh, sh race, uh, which is basically a, a small, not small, a large card that has a picture and a bunch of, like, characteristics to it if you do enough research. Uh, everyone will have seven meeples in their pool, uh, and they'll also have a little territory card, which is another large card that has... You, I think it's basically five different regions, but the way they're kind of laid out and what's on them uh, will vary. So it could be something where there's, oh, there's a lot of forests and there's this river running down through it. Or, oh, you're kind of in between these two uh, crags that are blocking your paths and in certain directions. Um, so everyone starts with that. Uh, they get they start with two meeples on their territories. The rest they kind of have to uh, slowly build up to. 
and you basically have pretty much nothing else. You're just going to work from that and kind of, as as we indicated, uh, slowly expand. You'll explore and and other things and possibly run into each other and hopefully things don't go bad for you. Uh, you also start with uh, three, a total of six resources, and by that there are only three resources, but a total, a sum total of six. Uh, and you can do that however you wish. I think they suggest you have three food, two mana, and one, I don't know, is it brick? I think it's brick. Yeah. Or yes. Uh, and so you start with those resources, and those are the only three resources of the game. And throughout the game, you're going to be kind of uh, fluctuating those to uh, help yourselves in different ways. Uh, someone will start as the first player, uh, and they can choose uh, any of the six available actions uh, to do. And those actions are patrol, quest, build, research, expand, and trade. Now, the first player, whichever one they choose, they must do. Uh, and then everyone around the table can either choose to do that action as well, or they can just decide to gain resources. Uh, when you gain resources, you basically look at every place that you have meeples on, and for every place that you have a meeple on, you will gain that resource. Now, as I indicated before, you start with two meeples on one uh, region. Uh, you only gain one resource per region. So if you had two on one, you don't gain two of that resource. Uh, but for every one that you have out there, you'll gain gain something. Now, there are other special regions. I think there's some regions that gain you nothing. Uh, there is a region, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but you can choose which one to gain. I think it's a, uh, is it the Badland? It's the uh, Ruins, yeah, the basically. Swamp. And the, yeah, or I'm going to say Ruins. It's, no, it's Ruins, because that's what I'm literally looking at in the rule book. Don't you oh, confuse me Is there a now. swamp, or am I confusing just the look of them? I, I think that's just what you call it. I think oh, okay. you call that it must a swamp. Be a name I just made up with. It does look very swampy. <laughs> <laughs> does look very swampy. I'm looking. I looked at Ruins, and I'm like, Ruins, really? No, all right, yeah, that doesn't. Sound I was right. going to go bog or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in those uh, regions, you can just take one resource off of whichever one you wish. So it's kind of like a, a wild region of your choice. Uh, but again, you can only take resources if you weren't the person to pick that action. If you were the person to pick it, your only choice is to the, do the action you picked. Uh, and basically the way each of those actions work, if you're doing them, uh, is patrol allows you to move one of your meeples from one region on a territory card to another region on that territory card that is adjacent. Uh, and you can't go over things like rivers or crags. You have to kind of do things that are adjacent to each other. Now, there are certain ways to um, fudge that, but I'll get into that later. Uh, the next action, which is quest, allows you to take a meeple that is on the, and this is where you kind of have to bend your perspective of how planes and and areas work, is you can go from one region that is on the edge of a territory card to another region that is on the edge of a different territory card. So imagine this is some weird... Uh, land where it's, it's you go into one side of the world and you disappear and come up on <laughs> someone else's uh, side of the world so it, you can think of maybe like a f of if if you bend these pieces of paper and made a globe out of it it might work uh, yeah but it doesn't make sense. it it t technically doesn't make any sense because if you go off on one side you can come out on any other side of any other, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you go around uh, the world. That's, yeah. It's a questing. You're you're lost in this fog of table before you show up on a different territory. I made it out, guys. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and along with those two, so those are the only actions that allow you to move your meeples. But if you ever happen to move your meeple into a region that has another meeple on it, uh, you basically kind of like take a moment to, um, I don't know what they call it, battle or just basically uh, figure out who's going to control that region because you can't just immediately leave things there. So you war is what they call it. Uh, and the way it works for war is each each player that is involved, because again, only two meeples can be on our, a region at once, gets a 12-sided die, uh, and they choose how, they're basically hide, hiding behind their hand, choosing how many resources they want to spend uh, in this war. Uh, and whoever puts up the most resources will win that war. Uh, and the resources you can use are based on two of those that I mentioned earlier. It's uh, the mana and the bricks, although mana is worth two war resources where bricks are only worth one war resource. So for every one mana you use, that's technically two war resources. Uh, whoever puts the biggest uh, amount in there will win that war, and whoever puts the least will lose, and then they, if they lose, they can retreat, and they, then they have to spend food to keep it on there, but they don't have to. They can just take their meeple off. It's There's a lot of math involved in it, uh, which kind of gets irritating. But the, the thing to remember is that no matter what number you put down, even win or lose, you will be paying that many resources. So it kind of... Uh, edges people to not just put everything they have into it unless they they are really desperate for something. Um, although if it, it's definitely better for both people if they don't put everything they have into it. Um, there is also another option. There is a essentially a zero. It's it's shown as a white flag. Both people could put down a white flag, and if both put down a white flag, then they will stay there peacefully, uh, and you don't have to worry about. Um, uh, irritating anybody and if you can continue to do that with territories with that player they're said to be in like peaceful coexistence but as soon as uh, you and that player have a war in some other region that isn't ended peacefully then all the other territories that are currently coexisting uh, will then for have further wars so you can't have one war in one region it's it's one of those things that are kind of mimics real life where you're not going to be friends in uh in one region if you're not friends in all regions <laughs> uh, so that takes care of of basically movement and war after that it's the the rest of them are pretty basic it's uh the build action allows you to spend uh bricks to basically move a little uh tower thing up a track uh and the track goes all the way up to uh spending six each each level you go up costs one extra brick so the first time it's going to cost one brick the next time it's going to cost two bricks uh, and then the next action research allows you to spend mana to basically up your race's abilities as i mentioned before each race has their own special abilities uh, they get certain ways they can kind of bend the rules or get extra things out of things so one race might uh, when you up the research level oh now you can when you take the patrol action you can move two meeples or now when you do the trade action uh, you get an extra resource or when you're in a war it costs you one less resource to do things and it's it's going to vary and depending on how much research you put into it just like in the building uh, each each level of research will cost one extra mana uh, but you know, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And then the uh, next one is expand. This allows you to add meeples. Uh, this was what's going to cost you the food. Uh, so, and the amount of food you have to pay will be, meeples will be on the board after 
do you add that extra meeple? So if you're adding your fourth meeple, it will cost you four food. Um, and then the last one is trade, which allows you to basically trade two resources out. So you could be like, I'm going to get rid of three food to gain three mana. And it's a one-for-one -one relationship. But again, all of these things can kind of be uh, twisted and turned depending on what your race's abilities are. Uh, when you go around, when the when people are going around and picking these actions, there are five that can be chosen in any particular round because there's little five little shield things that you cover up and say this one's already been taken. Uh, and once those five of the six have been taken, the next player to go will essentially clear the board and then they can choose any of the six again. And it will continue around like so until uh, the game ending factor. And the game ending trigger will be one of three things. It will be whoever, if someone has built the highest level of building, if someone has reached their top level of magic, or if someone has placed all of their meeples on their board. And then the, the game will continue until that round ends, basically until all of those little action things have been put on the action card, uh, and the score is tallied at that point in time. And the way the score is tallied uh, is based off of basically the things I mentioned earlier, which is uh, whatever level of building you're at, you will score the requisite amount of points, and the higher it is, the larger it is, uh, it jumps more. So uh, a level two is worth one point, whereas the full level uh, six building is worth 10 points. So um, then the amount of magic level, you get one point for every magic level you have. And if you're at the top magic level, all of the races have their own unique way of giving you bonus points. So for example, it might be something like uh, for every two meeples you have next to a water space, you get a point. Uh, and then the you also get one point for every meeple that you have on the board that is not on a ruined space, the ones that are the wild ones. Uh, so that kind of, it's good during the game to have them on the, the ruined spaces, but at the end of the game, it's not worth anything. So you wanna kind of move them off of that territory as soon as you can. And the last thing is, there are certain areas that will have cities, uh, which are worth two points, or they are worth one point if they're being cohabitated. Uh, and that is, pretty much it. There are special rules for five players and two players with a two-player game. There's an extra uh, territory card out there that's pre-filled with, uh, I don't know, some other race that doesn't actually have any special abilities. And when you war with them, you basically have to spend as many resources as there are uh, remaining meeples of that type on the board. Uh, you'll also score extra points for every meeple that you uh, remove from the board, and you'll also score an extra point for every space you are in in a region on that special territory. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the five-player rules are for because I never really looked into that because I've never played a five-player game. <laughs> that is pretty much the, the entire game. Did I miss something? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you got it all. The, there are, like you said, there are differences in player count. So two player plays a little bit differently. And um, I, I have also never played a five player game. So, but I do believe there's a little bit of variation there. So uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's forex. If if you've ever played a forex game, this definitely does it in a tiny little package. So, um, uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's your comparison point. Uh, and I have to say, it does this surprisingly well i really enjoyed this game this is one i suggested and so i'm really excited to hear your thoughts on uh, what you thought about it um overall and 
honestly, I haven't played that many 4X games. I've played like Civilization, the the computer game, and I was I'm I'm, I'm horrible at it. I I feel like I feel like I'm too nice, and then I get taken advantage of every time. Uh, but uh, I have I, like I I've played like Zaya and things like that, and I do enjoy it. This one, I'm okay with. I don't know if it's again. I was just playing two-player game, so I never played anything but a two-player game. Right. And I was playing with my wife, who, again, isn't a huge fan of both games that involve direct conflict and games that involve area control, and so she had a lot of issues with this one because of both of those factors. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, although... Although, I'm going to be honest, in the first game we played, she was the one to first attack me. Uh, <laughs> I really thought the whole game was going to go off with out of war between the two of us. And she was, the, and she attacked me twice before I ever attacked her once. I'm just like, this game is not going how I thought it was going to be going. I, I have planned improperly for what, what I was. I was not prepared for this. Uh, but I still kind of enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I... For a 4X game, and I, it does definitely feel like a 4X game, but since it's so tiny, it kind of felt like everything was a little bit rushed. Um, sure, like when sure. I when I play when I play Zaya, I'm like, all right, I've got time to kind of like do this thing, and if things kind of go haywire, I can kind of make a plan to change it up. Uh, with this one, I kind of was just like, I don't know. I feel like from the get go, I'm like rushing to get to get things out and get things going because you know there, there's only so many things that can happen, and uh, the, since there's only six different actions in there, uh, I didn't think there was. There, there's only so much variability that's going to happen, and I think the the really there's there's a lot of interesting decisions to be made and 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 good planning that needs to be done. Um, I I know like the one thing that both of us were uh, usually very aware of and and trying to avoid is when you're that first player trying to take one of those actions. Uh, you want to make sure that when you have a chance to take an action, it's an action you want to take. Uh, I sure. think there were a few times where we'd take an action and it'd be like. I have no use for any of these, so I guess I'm taking this. And if the other person has no use for it, they get resources. So basically, they're gaining something off of of your loss. And so a lot of the time, we were just trying to go, all right, if I do this, then what am I going to have for next turn? Am I going to have something for the next turn? Or, you know, I really want to do that research, but if I do that research, then I'm not going to have anything left over to, you know, move into that territory that I want to move into, and it's going to cost me some some things. And so there were definitely interesting choices, but I I don't know. It may I think it's just not a game. This game isn't just quite right for me. I think. I mean, it's sure. it's definitely enjoyable, and I like it, but. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I think it's too tiny. I think that's my. <laughs> I think my problem is that it's a tiny epic kingdom. I think I would have enjoyed this game more if it was just an epic kingdom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I think that's valid for sure. And, um, um, yeah. I, I think I've heard that. I've heard someone else mention that too, where they're like, I don't understand why they made this tiny game. <laughs> it could have been a bigger game. And I think that's fair. The to me, I love it though for the fact that it does kind of. It scratches that itch of 4x in 30 to 45 minutes. Of um, one of the things I really loved about it is the interplay of actions. I mean, it's I think that's valid for sure to say. Sometimes you don't have the action. Like basically, you tick off the actions in a round. So at in in one round, you're going to go through um, the actions until there's um, none available, and you have to re or uh, you have to reset the actions, and then they're all available again. 
<clears throat> anyway, and so that idea of strategizing the actions in order that you need them or it is really I really love that. That 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 I don't know, the thing I love about it is the action timing that you have to think about and tied with that is resource gathering. Um so the trade action is one that I only just started using more often because the resources are v- different values. Mana for war and just in general is worth more like the trade in value of mana is worth more than corn for food. Um, corn is useless during war, so you don't really need it, but you need it to get more people out. And so you can really kind of get in your in your head about, okay, about playing out these steps of, I'm going to uh, do this if that happens or this happens or if that happens, but you don't know what's going to happen when. And so there's this unpredictability while still having a, a, the, the ability to plan in a way. So I don't know, for me, for me, it's, I think I'm. I like it more than anyone I've played it with. <laughs> like Shelly, even <laughs> Shelly even is like, yeah, it's okay. I like it, but it's not blowing me away. And I'm like, isn't this the most amazing thing ever? Um, so for some reason, it just hits me in all the right places for the the engine it creates and the structure of this game. Um, I think partly for me, the strengths are the speed that you can do a four X feel of this. Um, in a short period of time, and the fact that you can play a lot of different races. There are quite a few races to select from, and they all play differently, and that, to me, adds a lot to replayability replayability, and enjoyment. And they, they seem, they're on theme, too. Like, the, the forest elves, their power is once they get into the forest, you cannot route them. They're stuck there. You can't, but you can't fight them there, and and they will always, they will always win. They can't be kicked out of the forest. So in your game, you're just trying to avoid getting them, or keeping them from the forest if you can, um, while doing whatever else you're doing. The the undead, uh, when they go to battle, they always end up with food regardless if they win, which means they just eat the corpses, which is so hilarious. And uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just funny little well done things in here. But I, but I do get what you're saying about um, feeling like you've got to focus. It, 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 I'm sure it does feel rushed, especially if you're th- thinking more of the feel of a 4X game, which is usually a much longer session uh, feel for 4X. Um, yeah. But uh, but anyway, I for me at least, I think I, I love the fact that I can have that feel in a short period of time and, um, you know, it scratch that itch and then, and then play play another game. I, I'm becoming a huge fan of these tiny epic games. It's the third one I've tried, and they uh, they've all surprised me in different ways. Um, so <laughs> the other game that we've played is Tiny Epic Quest. If you had to compare the two, which one would you say is more kind of in line with your play interest? Uh, I mean, I, I tend to go with Tiny Epic Quest just because I, it's so much like Zelda. And so I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I, I love it. And it it gives me, I feel I, ha- I have more agency in Tiny Epic Quest because I can kind of play how I want to play, but also play how the game is kind of veering me to play. I can choose whether to go, oh, the game seems to be pointing me towards this, so I'll do that. Although usually in Quest, it's like, oh, I can go this way or I can go that way. Which one do I want to do? Mm, I think I'll have an easier time of doing this. Or, you know, it's giving me those those chances to make those decisions where when I'm playing uh, Tiny Epic Kingdom, I feel like either it's one harder for me to see what the 
best choices for me are, or I'm I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, I I it, it's it's like two or three stages that I'm not a hundred percent certain are are gonna pan out in the right direction. I'm like, well, I could do this, but I need to make sure that this happens before that. And if if she takes research before that, then uh, I don't know. And if and it, it's it's one of those things where I know there's definitely good decisions that I should be making, but it's harder uh-huh. for me personally to see what those good decisions are because there's so many times where we're playing and it's just like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then she picks research and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. And gosh, I'd really <laughs> love that next level of research. But like, no, your plan was to use that to do this. And I'm like, but if I do that now, then I'm it's just like, oh, I keep like, every time I play this, I'm like, no, I'm, 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 I'm jettisoning that plan. I've got a whole new plan now. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> whereas with quest, I, when I make a plan, yeah, I'm yeah. doing that plan, you know? And so yeah. that, I think that's the thing that, that hurts me. And that's probably my, it's definitely my fault for doing that kind of stuff. But it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's so tempting to just get one more level of research or, or, oh, I can just get one more meeple out. I, I'll do that right now rather than, oh, you know, I should probably just save up some more so that you know if if she decides to go to war with me then I'll be fine it's just like oh the first game I played with this because I thought I wasn't going to be going to war too much just because of the way my wife (laughs) plays is I was just like very like you know oh I'm just gonna go there don't worry about how many resources I have left and she took huge advantage of that like I went to like the first like one area and she's like oh well you have no resources so I'm just gonna move mine into your region and you can't do anything about it <laughs> yeah. and I'm like uh-huh. son of a ah <laughs> and she's like I mean that was a smart move right I mean yes it was the yes, smart move smart. yes yeah. but it's I just didn't think you were going to be doing that that didn't seem like your play style <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny because that one of the things I really have enjoyed about this is that where there seems to be much more dynamic possibilities I love quest 2 and for the same reason you said it very much feels like Zelda um, but there's not a lot of player interaction and that's fine it's not a game that needs a lot of it um, true and uh, but I love kingdoms the way battles work because regardless of the fact who goes to battle, uh, both players lose the resources that they commit. So which makes sense. If you go to war, it's not going to be free. You're going to have to commit resources. And so that gamble, where you are keeping an eye on someone else's resource, and yeah, that was a perfect move for Liz, where she saw you not paying attention to the possibility of battle, and she just took advantage of it and got a free win. Whereas in my some of my plays, I've had a play with Shelly where she was. Uh, I took a strategy of getting guys, more guys on the board right away, and so my resources were low, and I didn't. I also didn't have very many resources. She was ramping up the resources, but I went to war with her just to make her spend resources on war. So she had to guess, like, man, is he going to devote all his resources just to? take over this territory which would be a big win from him i don't know how crazy he's gonna be with that because he's kind of got nothing left to lose at this moment so i'm gonna have to devote some here if nothing else to stop him which she did but i was able to play the game of using war more as a counterbalance to her runaway uh player thing that was happening so i really appreciated how war was done here it could have been much more aggressive and take thatty but i kind of i felt it it was at least slightly if you're like, well, I'd be curious what Liz thinks about it, but if you're not someone who doesn't like that direct contact between players, it felt a little easier to swallow than other types of games that have direct contact between players, which are more just sort of like, well, damn it. <laughs> I mean, it does, it is frustrating, but it makes more sense and it doesn't, and it affects yeah. each player 
like you're kind of decide you kind of decide how it affects you. Um, yeah, you you basically however much you put into it is however much you're going to put into it. I I I like the way they did war in this game. If it would have been like some other games, like there's a plenty of games like um, Twilight Imperium or sure. even. Uh, Zaya, where it basically comes down to a roll of a die, and yes, you can upgrade certain units so that you have a better chance of doing that, and the more units you put into it, and it's just like, uh, but there's never a guarantee. There's always that chance that the person has just one unit left that just won't die, and it's just like, come (laughs) on, and that can feel so horrible, and... there's there's definitely less excitement to it in that way because ooh what you know you you want to root for the underdog type of a thing but you have way more control in this and I I like that it's 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 knowing okay you know I I have a lot of resources no matter what I could definitely win this fight but how much do I really want to devote to it do I really think they're going to be throwing everything they have at it I don't think they're going to throw everything they have at it I'll just you know I'll undercut it or you know things like that and I, I do enjoy the way it works but um i don't know it's still it's one of those things where it still hurts when you lose or like oh, yeah, you don't yeah. have cuz when you lose i it's less it 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 doesn't hurt as much when you're like, oh, I know I'm going to lose, so I just won't put anything there. But when you do lose, when you have to like spend those resources to keep that meeple on the board or to take him off, that it hurts a little bit when you, even when you when you know there's nothing that you can do about it, that you're still going to lose something, and that it's just ever so slightly irritating. It's just like, but I put, <laughs> I like, I just put that meeple on there, and that was like five food, man. That's that's a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, that yeah. really stinks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. I. To me, like, I. I totally get that. It is. It is annoying. I. I will say that for me, I really love that design element because it's like, well, yeah, you got to pay attention to that. <laughs> you got to guard your meeples, man. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. I. Like. Uh, I. I'm sure anyone listening can understand. There's a. There's different way approaches to. There. Anyway, there's a lot of reason to check this game out, and um, a lot of reasons why it may or may not be for you. So let, let's jump into the, uh, the logistics of it a little bit more. Um, taking this out and about, this game, especially compared to Tiny Epic Quest, is, I think, much more of a candidate for taking out and about. Quest is in a tiny box, yes, but is a massive table hog, <laughs> a surprising table hog, because you basically have... Uh, following in the Zelda vein, you basically are laying out the entire map of the land of Hyrule and on the table, <laughs> and you could you eventually go to a lot of places. This game, all you have is your oversized card of your land with territory territories on your land, uh, the other person's uh, land, and then if you're playing uh, at least a two-player game, there's a, there's a dummy player, and so there's a third land there. And then you're just going to have some trackers in the middle of the board. Um, you're going to have, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to have your uh, building tracker, which is uh, generating just victory points. The higher up that you go, you get victory points for that. You're going to have your mana or your, um, uh, not your mana tracker, what is it? Um, uh, you're just personal resource tracker, which has your uh, resources, the food, the brick, and the corn. Or I mean, sorry, the food, the brick, and the mana. That's just on one side of it. The other side is your, um, uh, is it the ma- it's magic, isn't it? I'm trying to remember if they have the specific yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, the your, magic. Your, your magic I, or level. Research. Yeah, research. That's what it is. 
uh, your research level, and that is kind of researching. And as you go up that, you get more and more powers to specific to your race that you've picked. Then that's really fun. A, it's a lot of points, but B, it it makes the game your abilities more. You become more powerful and more individualized on what you can do, and so it's fun at least to go after that, if nothing else. So anyway, you're going to have two boards in front of you, one main building tracker, and then a uh, an action card, which is all the same size. So really quite well for, does quite well for taking out and about. Did you guys take it out or were you playing it at home? Uh, we took it, I'm trying, I don't remember the first time. The first time, I'm not sure. I think we probably took it out. The second time, yeah, we definitely, we took it out. It was, it was a little bit of a tight fit, but I mean, you can kind of move things anywhere they need to be. So it, it yeah. it's still worked. There's a, some, some games where it's just like, no, this, this, this has this to be only middle, has enough yeah. space. To, it has to be in this location or else it's not going to work. And with this game, you can be like, well, I'll just move this over here. It doesn't need to be right in front of me. It's as long as everyone can see it, we're all good. And so like, you can kind of pull it all in the center and it still works. The, your stuff doesn't need to be in front of you, uh, for it to work. I mean, like if you. You can you can if you need to look at what your race abilities are a, a number of times. It's not too bad, but um, yeah, it it's it's it, it works really nicely. Even though they are oversized cards, it's they're only as oversized as they need to be. I guess. Is yeah, the way to say it. <laughs> they could even be a little bit bigger, to be honest, because your meeples are oddly large for outside the cards. I mean, it works because no two meeples can be. Well, never mind. In the in a when you're doing al- allies. Then two meeples can be in the same space, but, um, but uh, there's not going to be much. I think it's only two, right? I've only played the two players. It's only game. ever two. You can have yeah. two of your own in one spot, or you can have uh, two of two different. You can never have a third. Yeah, so they they fit that perfectly. Those these size meeples. They're I'm glad the meeples aren't smaller though, because they would be kind of annoying and probably fall over and be fall over the place. So they're standard kind of standard size meeples. And they do fit the map well, um, in that sense. So uh, yeah, for taking out, I think this is great replayability for taking out. I think it does that really well. You have a lot of different races to choose from, and each one are going to match up against another in different ways. And you have um, double-sided terrain cards, territory cards, your lands, basically. Those are double-sided, and so you can randomly select them. You can select one that you just prefer however you want to do it and um so there's a lot of variation in this game to play if you enjoy it the the games we've played we've always done the i think they suggest just shuffle it and hand uh people two and then choose one of those two that's what the way we've played it the last two times yeah Uh, although that's how we play uh, the the last time we played we're like man there were like certain races that we saw because i was a shapeshifters in the last game so i got to like see all these races popping up because every time i up my research i change what race abilities i have so i was just like ooh, that i would love to actually just play as them the whole way through and so (laughs) the next time we play it um I think Liz is like, oh, that one that you saw there, that seems super powerful. I want to try that one. I'm like, well, I want to try this other one that that, <laughs> that to me seemed really powerful. So there, I mean, there are parts of it where I go, ooh, yeah, that that seems interesting. Uh, so it's it's. This, I wouldn't say this game is one of those where, I'm, nah, I'm never I'm never gonna pull this off the shelf again. It's gonna be one of those where 
okay, yeah, let's try this again. Let's see how that maybe maybe it's gonna feel different if if we play with the races that we want to start with, or or maybe if we finally attune ourselves to how much we want to war with each other, we'll kind of get better. Because I'm our second game was definitely way better than our first. Our first, sure. I think Liz, Liz was definitely more of a, a why am I even doing this type of thing. Whereas the second, <laughs> there were definitely a lot of choice. There were definitely choices where she's like, ooh, I should do this, or maybe I should do that, and there was definitely way more discussion at the end of the game of ooh if I would have done this then I could have had yeah. the advantage over you and I like in the second game I thought I was like I'm gonna win this clean slate but then she pulled off like oh I'm gonna use that trade which got her a bunch of points because she could use that to build the buildings and she she had like seven points in buildings and I'm like I, I almost always That's ignore building but like that was huge like it was one point off this game and I'm just like wow I didn't think it was gonna be that close <laughs> yeah yeah you kind of forget about so, the building track because buildings, uh, just for the listeners, buildings are just kind of its own thing. You just use brick for buildings, and then you can use brick as a war resource if you want to. But um, right, but the got, buildings kind themselves of about it. do nothing other than points. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's why I think that's where the strength is. Is it? It's something like it stay. It sort of stays with you. Because I'll think about this game too. About and I think that is the way to play it. Is choose the race that's interesting to you. And then you could randomize the territories. But I would say, you know, look through the races and see what seems interesting to play and then play that and then try other ones because there's a lot of fun differentiation between the races. Um, I, pl- I like playing the undead. I thought that was a lot of fun. I played, uh, who did I play last time? I can't remember. Shelly played the tree el- or the elves and just mopped the floor with me because of her stupid get stuck in the forest thing. <laughs> it was really infuriating. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. That's I, I do think that's where it's at strength. There's a lot of replayability here. And so even if you or if you at all have an interest in Forex games or territory control with interesting or powers, player powers, you're going to I think you're going to really like this game. Uh, you may hunger for a longer experience, but I think for this game does what it does quite, quite well. Yes. And if you're my mom. Don't play ah, this game. Do you, not play this not, game. Stay far do away. Do not play this game if you're my mom uh, at all. You will not enjoy this <laughs> so, in, in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> run, run to the bathroom right now. Take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I Alex's mom? And if the answer is yes, do not play this game. Do not. Do not play this game. <laughs> if the answer is no, then, you know, check it. Ask yourself, do I like 4X games and territory control? And then, then yeah, probably right. check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think that's a good summation of it. It It's definitely for people who are probably experienced gamers. This isn't exactly an intro game. I bet you could intro this to people, but it would probably you go could, better. Yeah. Yeah. You would definitely. go better if you have an experience with this type of game. You'd, you'd, under, you'd sort of get what it's doing um, uh, better because it is a crunched down version of a bigger game. And it does it well, but it is something that you kind of have to know what you're doing a little bit of experience of what you're doing would make you enjoy this more. Um, but uh, but if you do like having some game experience, I think this is a great one to throw out on the table. Once again, the tiny Epic games are drastically different between games. I think this is feels different than any other ones that I've played. I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy this specific type of game, and so this was right up my alley. And I think the only people who wouldn't like it, I guess, is what we've sort of discussed before. If you're not someone who likes tra- direct player-to-player combat or uh, be able to mess directly with another player then you you probably aren't going to enjoy this game fully 
but kind of like we said before too this is a little bit less of a sting in that sense where war is just it's more of a balancing thing than it is i'm gonna just totally destroy you for no reason because even then one action uh, a questing action um, or you can also do with a move action, but a questing action where you jump boards is only going to happen once around. Um, both players can do it when that action's triggered, but it's only going to happen once around. So even if you are hesitant about war, it's not like someone can keep attacking you and attacking, attacking. They they can do it once, and then it's you know they got to wait till the other round if they're going to do it. <coughs> so it's it's not going to be constant. Um, anyway, but but if you are someone who is hesitant or doesn't enjoy that at all, then yeah, this might be one to shy away from. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else that you can think of outside of that? That people, someone who wouldn't enjoy this game. I guess if you're looking for a bigger experience, I, as I, I mentioned before, the area area control oh, sure. type aspect. It's, I mean, it's a small aspect, but it's still it's still a huge part of it. Um, uh, but it's def- definitely nothing of. Oh, I have this many territories, so I'm. There, there's definitely different ways you can go down it, uh, and it's the the whole the focus of the game isn't area area control or anything like that. And I don't think I, when I'm playing, I don't feel that way. But when my wife plays, she definitely gets that feel, and she doesn't she doesn't like that. But personally, I don't see the area control aspect at all because I'm just like, well, I don't care about that area. There, I'm gaining nothing right. from going there, so I don't, I'm not gonna have to worry about it. I'm really more worried about upping my mana. Or I want to make sure I get my meeples in this area because that's what my race is good at. So uh, personally, I don't feel the area control, but some people just by the way it looks and kind of how it feels and the fact that that there is that war aspect kind of makes it seem like there's an area control type aspect to it. But there honestly, there really isn't. But you might feel like there is. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, too, because you can like you said, you can ignore territories in your own country your own land and be fine like it's like i don't care about the wheat field <laughs> have the wheat field good for you i'm gonna go you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go take one of your wheat fields <laughs> how does it feel how do you like that and you could coexist and not have to ever go to war with each other because you're getting what you want out of it there's no reason to because just by them taking that wheat field doesn't really do anything to you it just uh, it takes up a wheat field so you can pursue other strategies or or it gives you an opportunity to have them next to you to go to war if you need to have a balancing thing so uh but yeah that is a good point if if you if you are hesitant on territory control uh but once again i feel like i'm always saying like but it doesn't quite do that so <laughs> right exactly <laughs> I, I think i think for me i <laughs> I would really suggest people try this game because it, it does a lot of things you're familiar with a little differently. And that's that's the best thing you can ask for a game to do, I think, is to, to have some familiarity, but to put a really cool little spin on it to take it a little bit off of a certain direction that you're not used to, then make it feel fresh. And and for me, at least, this game really felt felt fresh. Um, so I, I would highly recommend it. And uh uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll let you do your your summary. How highly or lowly would you recommend this? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm. I definitely wouldn't highly recommend it. I. I mean, I. It's. I think. I don't know. It's. It's. It basically comes back to the the summer I had last time, where it's. It's too. It's. It's. I'd rather it be an epic kingdom. Like it's one of those games sure. where. Because with 4X games, I'm not playing it to win, really. I'm usually playing it to enjoy, like, what kind of world got built type of a thing. Like, when I'm playing yeah. Twilight Imperium, I'm, I like, I always go in going, I am not going to win this game. And if I do, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. But I'm going in to see all the things 
crazy things that might happen, and the only way that's going to happen is if there is this gigantic amount of time that is spent to see, oh, look at that, you know, the, this war that's going to happen over there, and what kind of deals can I make with this person? And that's, to me, that's the interesting part of it. So because it's so tiny, I don't get those, and that's what I'm looking for are those moments. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm never going to play this again. Obviously, I do want to play it, but... It's, it's not the experience personally I'm looking for, so I would say it's definitely a try-it game. I'm glad I've played it, um, sure. and I'm, I'm definitely going to keep my collection, but I don't know. I, I probably, if I'm going to go out and eat somewhere, I'm probably not taking this game. This is much more of a, you know, I really want to experiment with this, and Liz will be like, all right, you did, you did help me out with this thing. I'll play a game of kingdoms with you. All right, that, that, that's so that's where it's this like is going a to be relegated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she was sick over a while. She's like, "Oh, you took good, so good care of me. I, I'm I'm willing to play a game of kingdoms with you. <laughs> I will play this game with you." <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. So, uh, two ways to approach this game: uh, as a debt to be repaid, or as full enjoyment. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, let us know your thoughts about this game and any other game we've talked about. You can uh, reach out to us at Chits and Chat on Twitter and Instagram. And um, you can also go to our podcast hosting page, easedrop.com, E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com, and uh, go to the Chits and Chat page and fill out that comment form and, and click submit, and we will read it and get back to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, thank you for listening and we will get with you guys on the next episode. Yeah.